Are you looking for food truck books to read, but you're starting to feel overwhelmed with all the content? Or maybe you're trying to find answers to your questions, but you realize you haven't asked the right questions to get those answers. Well, you're in luck. I wrote the book, Before You Launch a Food Truck, Eight Questions Every Aspiring Food Trucker Should Ask. For the past five years, I have been studying the food truck industry and been a diehard food truck customer. And in the process of that, I've learned a lot about what makes a good food truck stand out among the rest. I took eight of those key concepts and created a book where I could have curbside conversations with each of you about them. What makes this book different is not only that it's digestible and designed to not overwhelm you, but it also propels you into action. You can purchase Before You Launch a Food Truck today at thefoodtruckscholar.com shop in paperback and ebook format, as well as on Amazon. For every copy purchased, I'm donating a copy to organizations committed to helping formerly incarcerated individuals re-enter society, particularly those that are interested in starting their own food business. So, Buy a copy today to help yourself and someone else get rolling and keep trucking. Hey, hey, family. I just want to let y'all know about some exciting updates that are happening here at the Food Truck Scholar. We are relaunching, rebranding, and releasing. We have relaunched our YouTube channel to include interviews and content that you will not find on the podcast. We are rebranding our image currently to reflect both where the Food Truck Scholar has been the past three years, but also where we're going. And we are releasing. I am excited to announce that we are releasing version one of the Food Truck Scholar app in the next few weeks. And whether you are another food truck expert, food truck builder, food truck equipment manufacturer, or another food truck app, there is a space for us to collaborate in this process. So send me an email if you're interested at Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, at thefoodtruckscholar.com. To stay up to date with all the latest family news, visit thefoodtruckscholar.com and subscribe to our newsletter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Food Truck Scholar podcast, brought to you by Eokra. I'm your host, Ariel D. Smith, and I appreciate you for choosing to kick it with me for yet another episode. Today's guest is an educator at heart that has definitely made his way through many kitchens in different forms. Chef Stephen McIntyre is a culinary instructor based in Birmingham, Alabama. And to some of you, his voice should sound familiar because Chef McIntyre was first introduced to the Food Truck Scholar family almost this time last summer during our Black Food Entrepreneurship webinar series. This week, we learn about his entry into the culinary industry, the benefits of culinary school, his experience working on a food truck at the time of the interview, and all the career options that are available to you in the culinary arts beyond being a chef or a line cook. So for now, sit back and relax. The show starts now. Are your customers having a hard time keeping up with your food truck schedule and hours? Then you probably need Eat Okra. Eat Okra connects Black-owned food trucks and restaurants to the foodies that love them. Simply upload your schedule and let Eat Okra do the rest. 
Now your customers can spend less time searching and more time eating. Download Eat Okra today, available now for Apple and Android users. Welcome back to the Food Truck Scholar Podcast. Let's dive in to the main dish discussion. All right, everybody. I am so excited for today's guest. If you hadn't checked out the Black Food Entrepreneurship Webinar Series I did back in the summer of 2020 with Eat Okra, then you missed it. You need to go back to my YouTube page right now. You haven't subscribed to the Food Trust Scholar on YouTube. Make sure you do so because we dropped a lot of gems. And out of that, we had an amazing webinar about menu creation and online delivery. Chef Steven McIntyre was a part of that, dropped some amazing gems, and now he's back on the podcast. Welcome, Chef Steven. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's just a pleasure and an honor to be here. Now, we fellow Alabamians in the house, so you know how we do. We always got to cut up a little bit anytime I see any representation of Alabama. <laughs> Absolutely. Got you. So let's take the the listeners all the way back to, to Baby Steven, the beginning. So where are you based right now, but where are you from in Alabama? So I am from Mobile. Representing 251, Prime Note, Mobile Native. I've actually worked my way through the state. So I've been through Montgomery. And currently, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. The 205. You got to have some type of affiliation oh, yeah. with the 205 for you to be on my show. I'm just playing. But... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> got a little dash up there, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. And we got connected through mutual friends who are chefs, who are bakers, and that's how we came together to do the Black Food Entrepreneurship Webinar with Eat Okra last summer. And now I want to talk to you about your roles. So for the listeners, you're a trained chef, and you're also right now working on a food truck. And we're going to dive into that in a moment. I'm very excited about it. But I want to talk about how did you go through this process of loving food, culinary school, what happened? Were you always the person that wants to be like Chef Boyardee as a kid? Like, how did you get to this space? It, it's so interesting you say that. It's almost like everybody, I found believe everybody has a purpose on this planet. We were all here, put here for a reason. And for me, honestly, cooking, culinary, that's what I feel like my purpose is. It started out when I was super young with my great-grandmother. I used to spend afternoons with her. We watched The Price is Right and all the game shows and stuff. And she instilled into me then a love for vegetables, fresh vegetables. So I was never the, the picky kid growing up. And she just fostered that that love for vegetables into a fostering of love for food. And then just seeing how she created meals and, and dishes and just at such an early age, it meant so much to me. As I got a little bit older, I was around when Food Network became the thing. So I remember being young and watching Iron Chef the Japanese version, which is mm-hmm. truly the best version to me. And I just watched it and I was just, it was amazing. I was just like a kid sitting in front of the TV, just eyes open, mouth wide open, just in amazement of, of what these people were doing. And so from there, I just always had a love for food. I continued to foster it. Most of us a hobby, I was so fancy, I can cook or whatever. I wanted as a career, as a little kid, you wanted to be a chef, have your own restaurant, because that's what a whole bunch of baby chefs want to do. And then when college came around, I realized in, in my, my small scale 
of knowledge, a culinary, is not a four-year degree. So I want to go to a four-year school. So I went to a school. Uh, my senior year, I switched everything. I went to a school for one major, and it just it didn't work out. It was something I was passionate about, but not something I really wanted a career in. And so I had to I had to move back home. And when I moved back home, I got a restaurant. I got a job in this hotel restaurant. And typically, not a lot of people go to hotel restaurants, but this one was the one. There's like a big one in the city. Everybody loved going there. And they had this position. It was like a, they call it a DRA, which was basically a buster. So I brought out plate. He took plates away and filled up people's waters. And they had this dish on there. It was white truffle risotto and scallops. And that dish just like honed in like fine dining. This is the first time I've ever seen fine dining in real life. People in actual chef coats, seeing the way that a line works, it just, it, I was just, I was engaged. I was like, it was so beautiful to me. I was like, wow. And then that dish is just such a great dish. It's still such a great dish. And, and it helped me learn that it's something that's simple. The simplicity with fine dining is just so, you get so much out of it. So from there, I was just, I was like, all right, I want to do this for real. Let me get serious about cooking. A few more years went by, and then the opportunity came up to me to actually go to culinary school. So I went to Trinity State Community College in Montgomery, Alabama, graduated top of, top of my class when I was there. And then I've done, now I have my bachelor's from Johnson & Wells in food service management and culinary arts, because I want to learn more. I want to go into education now with my, my culinary. And soon, hopefully, start my master's program, passing schools that are really interested, so we're going to... I love hearing how people get invested in food and I'm always noticing mm. a thread that it's someone in the family, whether it was the grandmother, an auntie, an uncle, a dad, a mom, whomever that kind of ignited that fire in them. And I could relate mm-hmm. a lot to your story because my great grandmama loved watching what was it? I think uh, Judge Joe Brown came on about 9 o'clock, 9.30. No, live with Regis and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Regis came on yeah, at 9 yeah. o'clock. The Price is Right was 10 o'clock. The Young and the Restless was 11 o'clock. And it was during that time frame okay. where she would, she would have the prices Right on and she would listen to it. And then during the break, during the commercial, she would start working on her cake and then she would go back and forth. So those are the memories that I have of cooking is like on a Monday, the Price is Right is on. She's standing in the kitchen. She has her mixer and she's putting together her cake. And that stayed with me all this time. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love how you gave us the imagery of the chef coats and that that is one thing I've always been fascinated by is the chef coats and just the mm-hmm. movement of it and the dishes and I could see it come alive uh, for you. And so you're in culinary school and I want to ask you about this because I know you know, there's always been a debate, right, between for, quote unquote formally trained chefs like those who go to cul- culinary school and then those who are self-trained mm-hmm. or self-taught chefs. And there's still a debate mm-hmm. now as to whether or not culinary school is worth it. And it's not really my place right now to say if it's worth it or not. I believe that depends on the person and the situation. From me outside looking in, right, as someone that has not gone to culinary school, that's just my take on it. And so for you, what has been your experience as someone who did go to culinary school? Like, how has that prepared you for where you are right now? I'll say this. I, I've said this over the years. I, I, if I 
the least, yeah, the least so. All of my bosses, as far as chefs, none of them are going to come in school. I, it's, Wait, one did, one did. And I had a chef tell me before, you know, I said, have one culinary school. He said, well, you're going to go and you're just going to waste your money. Maybe you can go in for the same job and they're going to give me the job with 20 years experience at a time. And I'm like, of course, they'll give you the job. You have 20 years experience and I'm 20 years younger than you. So, of course. But for me, I found it to be a great experience for me. I, I think it's really this industry as a whole, you get out of it what you put into it. So for me, I knew my final goal was education, going into more formal training. So I know I need that basic culinary school. I'm the kind of person where I seek the wisdom from others. I take very take that really big into big consideration when I hear other people talk about it. So when I went to culinary school, I did know a lot already, but there was so, there's a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't know the business aspect, and I feel like that's probably the greatest thing I've gotten from culinary school is learning that business, learning how to break down food costs, kind of like we talked about in the uh, web series, knowing how to break down that food cost, knowing how to, this is, if this is not the right thing to put on the menu, reading your P&L sheets, all that, all your inventory, stuff like that. Those are important things that I learned in culinary school and I didn't have to do it with, with real money. We had, when I was finishing up at Jackson Wells, I had a whole simulation program where we had to take a failing restaurant and turn around. And getting those opportunities to do that when it's not your money is incredibly important. I, I talk to chefs all the time, and they are the same. Man, you know, I actually talked to a chef friend of mine the other day. He said, man, I don't understand how I'm not making money. Well, you know, breaking it down from stuff I learned in culinary school, I showed them very easily how he, he's not making money. So i say for me, culinary school was the right path because I am super passionate about this this industry, and, and not to say no one else is, but for me, I was super passionate about this industry, so I wanted to learn as much as I possibly And through culinary school, I got some outstanding network opportunities, got to meet some incredible people, and it, it built a foundation for a lot of things that are coming in the future. So I enjoyed it, and I tell people also, with my personal experience, if you want to go to culinary school, look for your local community college. Typically, your community college had some sort of culinary program. If not, there are plenty around the country that have, there's outstanding culinary programs out there at some community colleges. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go to the big price, you know, really expensive culinary schools. You, you don't have to. If you want to, that's, that's on you. But I went, to a I went to a community college, as I mentioned, and my entire second year was paid for. I left school debt-free. It's really about, if you want to put in the work for it, that's what you desire. Go for it. If that's not necessarily the path you want to go to, you just want to be a great chef and just grind it out. That's great as well. But I will say one thing I've noticed, especially when you work in like the corporate world, with, which gives you like the benefits and all that great stuff. A person that's been working for five years versus a person that's been working three years with that culinary degree, they'll, they'll probably go with the person with the three years in culinary degree. If you look at side by side like that. But again, you can have that culinary degree and be a terrible chef. People forget. People go to culinary school to learn how to cook not to learn how to be a chef. That kind of comes with a little bit more practicing and time. Let's know? talk about that. Let's I, dig I into that. that. Let's dig into that, Stephen. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's another conversation that you have to Break it down for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people have this idea that I, I graduated culinary school and I'm a chef, which is not the case at all. It, it's like you, you look at people that go to school to, to be doctors and lawyers. Are you a doctor just because of the degree? Or are you a doctor once you 
have the office, have the practice, and somebody comes up to you for your services. So it's something you, you hold, you use case title, but it, it doesn't count until doesn't really count until you actually use it. So with me and, and the idea of being a chef, to me, the chef is the leader. I've, I've worked in places where I call everybody by their name except for the chef. Everybody knows that person as chef. That's their title. That's, their, that's who they are. That's who they embody. They're the person that we're like, hey, chef's coming in. You got to make sure everything's tight, make sure everything, you know, is looking good. Because the chef, you know, they create the recipes, create the inventory. They um, got to manage the people. That's the big, that's the key difference. Managing people, especially in restaurants, is a special task on its own. So to be able to handle all those things, plus cook, plus paying the titles, the hours that go into it, that's the difference between a chef and a cook to me. And at the same time, people just they go on the chef call, call themselves chef. Hey, do what you do, what you got to do to make you happy. I actually really recently started going by chef just because of the title and the type of work that I do now. That's when people start calling me chef. But, but beforehand, I didn't necessarily need that title. It was something that a lot of people, including myself, felt like it's something you earn. It's, it's more so something somebody else calls you chef. If that's kind of... You know, if that's what you need, then that's what you need. To me, you can call yourself chef, but I can look at your plate and know if you're a chef or not. There's other ways to tell somebody's a chef just besides their title. Come on now. All right. He said we're going to check you by the fruit that you bear and how that plate looks. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. And when you said, I was like, no, nah, we got to talk about this because I'm a PhD student, so I've been reading a whole lot about terms and especially how the terms like cook mm -hmm. and chef and how they play out in different spaces and in many cases how it can even be gendered where there could be for example i was reading an mm -hmm. article by a dr psyche williams forson she's a professor at i believe this university of maryland college park and she's talking about this one situation where there's a black woman she's a chef but no one wants to call her chef they want to see her as a cook when she's literally the chef of this mm -hmm. restaurant, she is the strategist behind the restaurant. She's strategizing the meal. She's mm -hmm. the she's the innovative mind behind putting all of these things together. Like she's not just preparing the dish. She's the person that's also orchestrating how it all comes together in the first place. And and it really is a distinction between someone being a cook and someone being a chef. And there's a lot that that goes into that. And so I'm glad that we was able to have uh, a conversation about that as well. And now we want to dig a little bit more into what are the things that you're doing right now? I know you was a little salty. I'm going to throw some shade at you right now. I know you was a little salty because you didn't see me at the Magic City Classic food truck gathering, but I saw yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you though. You was doing your thing. I also have to admit something real embarrassing. Pray for me. I was going on very little sleep. I drove from Indiana to Birmingham straight to the event. I think I got there maybe 45 minutes before it started. I went to see family. And I'm standing in line. And I asked the guy on the truck, I was like, hey, is Chef Steven back there? He was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, I thought he was out here. How about I was actually standing in line at the wrong truck. I was at Simone's Kitchen's truck, knowing that you had panoptic. <laughs> totally missed it. Totally oh. tired. I was like, <laughs> not there for 20 minutes. Too. I was like, this is an epic fail. So then I was like, three trucks <laughs> over, walked over, and I was like, ah, 
you busy. We're going to take this little video so that he know that I was here and that I synced him. Had every intention to talk to you. <laughs> but, um... Hey, it's on. Yeah, that's how that went. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it went. So talk to me. What, what's it like now? So you're working on a food truck. Give me... What's it like? Do you get a chance to eat more of the food? Like, do you, what you be doing? Tell me what you be doing. So, no, I don't really get a chance to eat more of the food. <laughs> It, it, it's just, it's so fun because over at Panopticon, we got such a great team with Raquel. She's such a great leader. When we actually got this food, there's actually a, a, a time, and, and I hope she'll mind me telling her story. Um, when she first opened up, you know, everything was great. And then all sorts of stuff started happening. She didn't have the staff really. And she actually had to shut down for a week or two because she didn't have the staff. And I just saw it one day, and during the pandemic, you know, I, I was getting, getting chefs, whatever opened up, I, I went towards, and, you know, I looked at it, I have a, a lot of experience in different aspects of restaurants and whatnot, so I said, you know, I never worked in a food truck before, so let's, let's see what this is like, and we signed on with that, and she has a team of some amazing chefs. These are people I would call chefs, outstanding people from all sorts of different backgrounds. And when we're working on there, it's just like working the line in a restaurant. Everything's a lot smaller. We gotta, you know, watch how much water we run and how gas is looking at and, and stuff like that. But it's so much fun. This is probably the most fun I've had working on the line in a while. Just great camaraderie. And it's just everything is built around efficiency. Uh, of course, working on the line, typically with your brigade system or whatnot, it's all built around efficiency. But when you're on the food truck, where there's not a lot of, you know, space, there's not a storage room, you have what you have there, you have to make sure that every movement that you make counts. So even just from the, the way that we, you know, prepare our burgers, from the way that we cook them before, and then the way that we, we talk back and forth along the, the side, the line, you have to be hardcore about it. We, when we start, when we finish, that's what we're done. And in between then, we're just rocking and rolling there. It's just, it's so much fun. You get to meet so many different kinds of people, especially in the Birmingham area. I will say the food truck scene in Birmingham, it's something to talk about. It really is. If, if you have not been down to Birmingham to check out the food truck scene, you are really, truly missing out. It's such a great time down here. And there's so many great people, but definitely at Panoptic, we are just, we're having a, and, and I know when we have fun, we serve great food. And that's so important. You, we are just out there rocking, doing numbers, the best numbers that the truck's ever seen. And we're just having such a blast with it. So it's so much fun. And I'm glad that you said this. And I, I echo it, not because of the fact that I'm from Birmingham, but because it is true. And at this point, I've been all over the country right now. There, there's, there's some more places that I want to, you know, check out, of course, but of all the places I've been, there's nothing like Birmingham, Alabama when it comes to our food truck scene. Mm -hmm. The variety that's out there, the flavor profile, the seasoning, okay? The seasoning. <laughs> that's something I'm missing quite yes. a bit up here. It's right. nothing like it. I remember going to that event and Simone's Kitchen ATL, very grateful for them for putting that event together. It's definitely something that I know for a fact I needed. I drove to Birmingham just to be a part of it. And I remember just standing mm -hmm. in the center and I just looked around. I just took it all in. It was a very beautiful sight. And, and you took the words right out of my mouth. It was such a, a beautiful event. You, you, 
I'll say it like this, there's so many just happy black people out there. <laughs> we were social distancing, of course, and, and all that stuff. It was just, if you really just stood there and just looked around and said, wow. And I want to say all of them, maybe 95% of them were black owned. Just beautiful sight. Just outstanding. It, it was a great time for us to come together because for those who aren't familiar with Birmingham culture, we are home to the Magic City Classic. This is where Alabama A&M and Alabama State, they have added for the classic for bragging rights for the year, but it's so much more than that. It's the food, it's the music, it's the Ricky Smiley comedy show. It's so many things. It's the unity breakfast. It's so many things that happens that entire week. And it is uh, the largest uh, source of revenue for the city of Birmingham, actually. Like, we shut the city down <laughs> in October of mm -hmm. every year. And <laughs> we shut it down. Like, it, it is a thing. And so because of COVID-19 in 2020, we weren't able to come together in the numbers that we were able to do, but we were able to have an outdoor event with social distancing in place, food trucks with curbside pickup. Um, everybody was wearing their masks. Everybody's following protocols and guidelines and things of that nature. And it was a very beautiful event. It was a safe event. It was fun. You saw uh, little kids were dressed up as food trucks for Halloween. I thought that was so cute. And it really was mm -hmm. a way for the community to come together. And y'all with the food trucks, y'all had a huge part in that. Like I, I saw different chefs and food truck owners going out and patronizing each other. And when you were talking about also, too, just the high caliber of everybody on that truck, I absolutely believe it. I also believe that you uh, sell your, yourself short a little bit, Stephen, because, Chef, you got a lot going on. So for those who don't know, Chef McIntyre is a member of the Birmingham chapter of the American Culinary Federation. On top of that, he was honored with the inaugural Travis Remington Scholarship. He's also competed nationally at ACF conventions. In 2019, he became ACF certified culinarian. He's worked with some of the best folks. He's been a private chef. He's worked under some really great chefs throughout the state of Alabama. There's a lot that he has done with his career over the years. And I definitely salute all the chefs that you're working with, those that you have worked under, but I also don't want to undervalue what you bring to the table as well, the work that you've done. So I definitely want to make sure that you're recognized on that. And I, I saw the post and I'm very excited and I was very happy when she announced who her new staff would be for Eat at Panoptic. And I was like, oh, wait, I know that face. <laughs> I recognize <laughs> it. <laughs> so I was very excited to see that. And I'm very excited to hear that it's a great time there. I've always been curious and always wanted to talk to someone who has uh, worked on a food truck. So I was very excited. I've talked to two people now that have worked on a truck. One was actually, well, is now a professor. <laughs> so talk about twist of events. She started out working on a food truck as a teenager. And then now she's a professor. You never know. Hey, we may have you, you teaching. Know. And we may have you teaching at one of these universities. Just hold on. That's a plan, but, but thank you for those kind words. It, it, it really means a lot. Some days I just have to, like my girlfriend gets on to me about it too, just standing back and just and just looking, you know, it's just, it's just been blessings and blessings. And I, I know it's kind of a cliche, but they say, you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I can't say that because I have some hard days, but I absolutely love this. It's just such a, a great feel, such a great, and for the listeners out there that 
are unsure they want to do culinary or, or anything, just step, step, step your toe into it and you'll you'll realize how great of an industry it really is. So thank you for those kind words. Thank you. Absolutely. Just tiptoe into it. And you, you never know what you may enjoy until you just step out and just try it. And if you don't like and, it, you can go back to something else. I was going to say, that's a, also the really great thing about culinary. People really think you hear culinary, they automatically think I'm a chef I, I own a restaurant. And no, culinary is such a bigger and broader career field than just working on the line. There's those corporate chefs that typically work at a desk all day. There's um, food photography. There's test kitchens. There's food science, which is a little more science than food, but there's literally so many different kinds of jobs that come into food. So if you're somebody out there that was just, I, I ran into so many people that went to culinary school as a second career just because they love it and whatnot. And so if you're out there, you, you know, you say, I've always been into cooking, I've always wanted to be into food, take that into it. You'll be really surprised how far the culinary scene will take you. It, it put me on the boat cruising the Mississippi. I didn't even know that was going to happen, but it's, it's so much fun. It is a broad field. And when you laid it out like that, so that someone who is listening, they can mm -hmm. have a broader picture about the different uh, career avenues that you can have through the culinary arts. I want to talk to you about what's next on the horizon because you're working on this food truck. You're having a great time. I got to uh, stop by and make sure I walk up to the right truck and get some food this time. Just got to work on me sometimes. I'm going to the right food truck this time when I come home, but I don't know. You've been teasing this out on social media. You got something that is already out. What is it? What can we expect? Is it going to help me get my culinary skills on? Like, what's going on? What's coming up? So, what we have out right now is something I have I thought about for a long time. I, I used to teach culinary classes to non-culinarians, people just at home that just want to cook better. And to me, those are the people that are, are so receptive because they're just blank canvases. And they see all this stuff on TV and it's, oh man, I wish I could do that. But they really need step one. A lot of times we see these videos online and they're like step, step three, step two and a half, step four stuff. But we're talking step one, even sometimes step zero. <laughs> so. What we have going on right now is the Fundamental Series. It's a series I've come up with, and we are really going down to the basics. We are going, um, the, the first one that we have is cooking with confidence. So what we talked about there is how to even go to the grocery store and pick out proper vegetables, pick out proper meat, because there's so many terminologies, there's so much terminology that you see in your grocery store. If you just, they just want a piece of steak or something, you don't know where or what kind of steak is what and, and, and whatever the fundamental series is so I, I kinda I take this first series to the cooking with confidence. That's for the people that you know how to cook something, but you wanna you you, you can cook for your family, but you want to get to that next step to cook for other people. We, we you know everybody's well excited about cooking for people. Being able to cook for people with that confidence, being able to plate, being able to have your mise en place in order. Just a lot of things that became second nature to me working in restaurants that I use in my home kitchen, kitchen life. And it is so, it makes such a big difference. My girlfriend watches me along. She's picked up on some of my tricks of the trade over time. And it's just really pushed, pushed some really great stuff. So that's a series we have out. And we should also be close on the, the basic series. So this is a series that we want to do 
that is super absolutely basic. We are answering all of the super basic questions people have, um, talking about how to cook rice, how to cook chicken, how to know where my meat's done. We are going super basic, something for for all your, your chefs to have. So, so like I said, this is kind of talk about if this, if you need something that's going to help you to take that next step in cooking, we got this series coming out for you and it's not expensive. It's not like those masterclass series. It's inexpensive. This is me really just getting some great knowledge, some great game. And I really hope uh, people are enjoying it right now. So uh hope you guys join along as well because this is we, we got some I, I have some surprise guests that have coming down the line, some some upcoming chefs that um you guys will be hearing about for years and years from now. So definitely wanna latch on to that now. And I believe I said this before, but I also want to extend my congratulations to you on this because I don't know if you're going to have a like knifing skill set class or whatnot, but I want that so I can learn how to get my knife skills ready because they need some work. Right, right. And I, I saw your whisk game. I, I saw that on social media. I want to be able to do that too. Like you just had the rest of your body just still. That, <laughs> that little wrist was just going. I want to learn how to do those okay, things. I, I, that's it. That was one of my little favorite. <laughs> That's when I was actually teaching, and I had to I had to do multiple things at the same time while people were just throwing questions at me. So <laughs> that's why I learned that skill. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. That may not be in the basic package then. Okay. 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 That's what I'm hearing. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna work that's my a little, way. That's a little <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm gonna cover my basis with all the basic classics, and then when we get to your intermediate package, so don't worry. Stay tuned. I'll be hitting you up. So go ahead and start recording if you haven't already. We'll be, we'll be ready. I got you. Got you. So for those of us, <laughs> for those of us like myself who want to hop in on these classes, how do we sign up? Where do we go for that? So you can check out all my social medias. My Instagram and Facebook are both Chef Steven McIntyre. You look on there and we have a system set up where you just kind of pay your amount of time to pay some the classes. But like I said, none of these classes are going to be super expensive. I, I promise you, they might cost maybe a dinner. Not even that. It, it, it's, it's reasonably priced, guys, I promise you. And then you hop on there and then we're going to send you an email with the playlist of the video so you'll what we're looking at right now, we have our five video playlists. So each one will build on top of each other, progressive videos. And we're going to link out there. And then I want to hear from you all as well. If there's a certain thing that you want to see, you want to see nice skills, you want to see, you know, pastry, you want to see pasta. This is this series is for the people. And I want to make sure that the people are happy with it. You can reach out to me, email me, DM me, whatever it might be. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to get together. Did you save room for dessert? I may be out of time, but I'm definitely not out of material. Make sure you follow the Food Truck Scholar on all social media platforms, including our YouTube channel, and join the All Things Food Trucks Club on Clubhouse. I can't wait to connect with you. But for now, I'm Ariel D. Smith signing off, reminding you to buy local, eat local, and support your neighborhood food truck. I'll see you next week.